You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. Happy 50th, Justin. Happy 50th to you as well, Brian. I, I, I don't know how you normally celebrate a 50th, but isn't that like the diamond anniversary or something like that? I don't know, but I'm looking it up right now because I really, really want to know. I, I'm pretty sure we were supposed to get each other diamonds or something Probably. like that. But, uh, uh, but we did not. Uh, gold. Oh, it's gold. Oh, gold. oh yeah, okay. it's our gold anniversary. Okay. Um, by the traditional sense, they do have those uh, new, new age uh, anniversaries that like it's like oh this one is either gold or leather or something like that. It's like super weird. I don't know. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us on our fiftieth episode. We are the Quest for One Hundred, a weekly podcast that we talk about random stuff. We yeah. pick we picked some really some strange topics that you don't hear in the normal yeah. podcast world. And it, it we kind of we try to walk a line to it. I mean, we'll have some really cool fan-serving uh, episodes and then honestly, we do some self-serving episodes that are just fun for us and we have been uh, shocked at times with how much you guys love some of these one-off weird episodes. I mean, we did milk we did socks. We did a calculator episode. Your your wife's um, yeah. uh, reality real house, TV. Real Housewives. Yeah, yeah. That, that one was popular. Yep. Yeah, but we'll so we'll get a little bit of everything. But we're halfway halfway to 100, which yeah. is one of our goals. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Once we hit 100, it, it's kind of like the uh, oh, uh, for those who play Fortnite the, when the the black hole came in and, uh-huh. and the world was just ended yep like we don't really know what's going to happen after that it, it's true it, it's a little ominous uh but we're halfway there we're halfway there and we're enjoying the journey i know i am at least yeah it's been um, fun um and uh you know every week talking a random thing every week it's it's cool yeah i like it and this week we uh, it's kind of gold it's, it is it's kind of a, a tint to gold yeah yeah we're talking about popcorn because yep. Overall, Redenbacher is celebrating its 50th anniversary as well. So we figured we 50 episodes, 50th anniversary. They're basically the same thing. Yeah. Our hard work is about the same as Orville Redenbacher's hard work. Yeah. Yeah. But before we do that, uh, just what have you been up to since last time, Justin? Well, not not too much. It was pretty relatively low-key weekend, but um, I did have uh, go into, I was going to say the city, it's not really the city. Uh, one of our friends just bought a house on the east side of Seattle. Um, I want to say it's like Briar or something. It's like almost north of Seattle. Anyway, they just bought a house, and so they invited us over for a game night. So we had um, a fun little get together and uh, played a little poker, uh, which was was fun. I'm uh, I recently got back into it over the last couple of years, and then. Uh, it's been a couple months since I've played, so it was yeah. good to get my fill. Although I lost all my money, so that's there's that. Well, that's not shocking in I like to think that I'm pretty good nights. at – I'm decent at poker. Yeah. But, you know, I'd much rather lose $40 to my friends than to the casino. Casino, yeah. Yeah. I get you. Well, I uh, finally went golfing this Congratulations. weekend. Congratulations. Yeah, the weather was just it's so nice time, here. Brian. Yeah, it's been a while. 
and uh yeah so had fun doing that the weather i mean in seattle was just unbelievable yeah. this weekend hard to beat a november when it's you know high 50s low 60s and the sun's out all day yeah although we don't get a whole lot of sun mm-hmm. during this time of year because it gets dark pretty fast you know and then we had daylight savings over the weekend but um we also you know since last time we had halloween right yeah that's right and i had a whopping two two trick-or-treaters two that's brutal one of which was actually a co-worker <laughs> who drove over from their house that was a mile away to be a <laughs> trick-or-treater at my house so i would have had one that well that is a very nice co-worker of yours to yeah make make the effort make you feel a little bit better a little bit better what did you did you give that one was he or he or she early on in the night no it was actually really it was a young kid kind of late at night and oh. and initially i was like oh take one because i was doing the full side candy bar yeah and then he accidentally grabbed two but then dropped one and he's like oh sorry i'll put it back and then because he had little hands yeah and so i was like oh no just keep it like i yeah. i'm not gonna have enough right. trick-or-treaters well, i was gonna say like if it's later in the night i mean you did have the big candy bars yeah. but um at a certain point you're just like here take the bucket yeah <laughs> like i'll just you know but that's pretty funny yeah and then uh from our fans because we always love to hear from our fans uh uh guest i guess the uh, guest uh host yes. from one of the episodes thomas um he said you'll, you'll remember him from the marvel cinematic universe yes. episode which i don't know what number that is but you can find it maybe like 25 back he commented that um, on our Halloween, because we, we asked, uh, you know, why we celebrate Halloween yeah. and, and uh, if people were wondering, Thomas was a, a little um, sarcastic about this, but maybe he really thinks this is how it how it began. But he says it all started when Thomas was born and the day after everyone wanted to party with costumes, pumpkin spice lattes and candy. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. That sounds about right. Well, happy birthday to you, Thomas. Uh, we're, you're getting a shout-out on the quest, which is pretty nice for your birthday. But you are a guest, so we'll give you a birthday shout-out. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's jump into the news. You're a newsman. Did I ever tell you otherwise? Punch me in the face. So my news comes from today.com or the Today Show. And the headline reads, apparently Americans have it really weird popcorn eating habits. Here's why. And so what essentially this story is about is how we love to eat our popcorn with a lot of salt and butter, which doesn't apparently happen all over the world. So people are uh, taking to social media and talking about how... They really, you know, in other countries, don't put any butter on any of their po- popcorn and because they are looking for a very sweet and savory mixture for their popcorn, whereas a lot of people here like just the kind of savory, salty. Yeah. And so one of the quotes was actually that, you know, in the UK, you almost don't even find any microwave popcorn or anything like that that has butter on it. It's what? it's just straight popcorn unless you go into like the American section. <laughs> Wait, they have American sec I guess I guess we kinda have Italian sections and French sections and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just foreign to me. Yeah. 
so uh apparently buzzfeed had done a uh, a post earlier this this uh uh year that was 24 foods that the world is disgusted that americans actually eat and buttered popcorn was what? one of those how dare they that's which is interesting because as we'll find out popcorn really came from you know the americas hmm. and so it's interesting that they adapted it to their own cultures and then think that it's discussing that kind of the original way that it i mean i guess it wasn't original original but yeah. like the i mean i guess it can't say that the caucasian americans were the founders because they weren't but no. uh kind of where it all originated from is now the disgusting way to eat it yeah yeah, that's that's super strange. Also, because that's you know one of the best parts about popcorn is the buttery <laughs> saltiness of it. So, yeah, I, th- I think of the popcorn that we have in front of us right now, which yeah. I guess we haven't even really talked no, about, yeah. but uh, I can tell which ones you're gonna like. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I, I guess we'll touch on that. Um, so we have brought in six different types of popcorn. This is a food episode anyway so we what would a course, food episode on the quest for 100 be without us eating without food? us eating and you listening to us eat um obnoxiously but we're gonna do it because it's popcorn and we want to do a taste test of this so we got six different ones five of them are store-bought i think correct correct and one is straight from the local movie theater so we'll go through we'll kind of test well maybe we can we can try these as we go through the history and the stats and then we can start to kind of rate what which, which ones we like best yeah we do not know which ones are which uh brian has labeled all of them underneath but they all look pretty similar uh so we'll just kind of have to decide which one is best and then uh we'll, we'll go from there yeah but back to your news though sorry yeah, back, sorry yes yeah, back back to my news well my news was was incredibly quick and it it um pains me a little bit to bring this news up because i a if you'll remember back from our holiday episode back in like episode, what is that? Four. Four? Yeah. I was going to guess that. Um, I despise anything Christmas or New Year's or like, you know, holiday, traditional holiday stuff um, before Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, But my news is kind of around that. So I'm going to say it anyway. Oh boy. So. What uh, a hypocrite. I I know. I feel like one right now, but it is, I, we can at least bring it. News is news. We, our commentary on it can just be that it's it's bad. But so Walmart is now releasing a new type of popcorn. I don't know if you've heard of this, Brian. No. Um, they now have a holiday sugar cookie popcorn, hmm. um, which is just releasing, um, I believe, this week. And um, it, it is it's Walmart's brand of it. Um, but it's pretty cheap. It's just a a dollar ninety eight. Um, probably over the next two months. Uh, I'm really curious about it. Uh, I obviously wouldn't partake until after Thanksgiving to try them. But anytime there's anytime there's a unique flavor or new unique thing, I'm I'm willing to try. Um, interesting enough. Except that, for if it has mushrooms in it. Except if it has mushrooms in it. <laughs> thank thank you for remembering that. Um, they're not the first company. I'm sure other companies have done it too, but Cracker Jack um, created one last year. 
Um, they re- released it, and the two popcorns actually seem a l- uh, pretty different, uh, whereas the Walmart brand is kind of like the traditional popcorn that you're looking at, but probably just sweeter in flavor, um, and I would guess tastes like a cookie, whereas the Cracker Jack one is almost like covered in like a white chocolate kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a little bit, um, I would guess, probably sweeter. Um, my gut says I would probably like the Cracker Jack better than the Walmart brand, but if you want to run to the store and try it yourself, Walmart has them. All right. Well, before we get into some dropping knowledge, maybe we should should test a few of these out. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, That's fine. Uh, how do you want to start? Do you want to start with the theater? Do you want to end with the theater? Because um, we know which one the theater is. That's the is. only one we know what it is because it just I brought looks that, like it, and you can tell. You can just um, you can just tell the color of I, the popcorn. I want to end with that. Okay. I want to end with that and see these other. Okay. Ones. So let's let's start at the other corner. Okay. So I'm gonna say um, to start. I, I just wanted to say, Brian. I don't know if you realized it, but Brian, when we were talking earlier, when I was running to the theater, I said, "Well." Um, or Brian said, oh, I'll cook this stuff up while you're out, and then we'll be ready to go. And while he did that, and I appreciate that, um, one thing that is a big deter- not a deterrent for me, um, but something that affects my enjoyment of popcorn is the warmth of popcorn. And so you cooking them earlier, I don't think it'll affect our taste test, but I'm curious, first off, do you care if popcorn is warm or cold or fine? Like, is it, does it not matter to you? I don't think it really matters. I, I do enjoy warm popcorn, but it's not like, oh, man, this is not good because it's cold. And by the way, I was popping when you got in here, so. Oh, you were. No, 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 no. You did. You you adjusted. But, and this isn't a knock on you. It was just, that was the first thought that came into my mind was, oh, will it be warm? And, you know, it's, it's room temperature right now. Uh, the first thing that we're trying we don't know what it is yet, but I would say it tastes like air. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, not much flavor added to it. Pretty, pretty. Um, just run of the mill popcorn. Tastes very healthy to me. It does. It does taste he- taste healthy. Not much oil. No, no. I probably could eat that and you know not not gain gain so much calories. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Well, as we do this, uh, let's uh, let's jump into some dropping knowledge. As is usual, I am the history guy, and Justin is the stats guy. So we'll start out with a little history, as we've always done for the first fifty episodes. Maybe we'll switch it up. Maybe we'll change. We it talked up. about it, but we couldn't commit. Yeah, we're we're too too routine based. So. An interesting thing that I found was that the word corn was actually used to signify the most used grain of a specific area. So corn uh, originally, you know, in the United Kingdom and some of the other areas in Europe wasn't actually what we know as like corn. It was sometimes it was barley, sometimes it was wheat. Oh, so it evolved. It was depend- or not evolved, but like it was dependent changed. on what was used in that area the most or or you know huh. um, whatever crop was yeah. the most re- relevant and and um so maize was the common crop in america and that's what became called corn maize maize m a are you kidding me that's what it was actually called yeah you've never heard maize no oh really 
I've heard, I've been to a corn maze, but that's well, a, it's M A I Z E, not M A Z. I have never heard of this. This is breaking news. Um, Did you guys not study like Native American history? I mean, yeah, maybe not as much as you guys because you were in the Pacific Northwest. But yeah, maze maze. I've was never heard of maze. Chime in if you're not from the Pacific Northwest <laughs> and you learn this somehow. Maze is the uh, indigenous people's word for corn this is what uh, okay continue i'm my mind's just blown already so the domestic first domestication of uh corn by the indigenous people was actually in southern mexico about ten thousand years ago and remnants of of popcorn can actually be found in about 3600 bc um we really move a long ways forward until kind of the historical understanding of what popcorn was used for into the 16th century when Aztec Indians used them as ceremony in ceremonies whether it be like as necklaces or part of headdresses um, or consumption so today we have six major types of maize um, we have a, a dent corn a flint corn a pod corn, a popcorn, and flower corn. Flower corn and sweet corn, excuse me, that was the sixth. But only popcorn has the correct amount of moisture in the kernel to actually allow it to pop and become popcorn. I'm glad I didn't look into the history of this stuff. I was not expecting to be (laughs) shell-shocked by this info, but I, I thought all corn was corn. Nope. And I didn't even know it wasn't called corn. But aside from that, but to speak to what you just said, I, I so in my head I thought that if you had a corn kernel, I guess they're different shapes. I guess they're different shapes. I was like, can you can you turn a like hardened corn kernel like from corn on the cob? No. What is that? What type of corn is that? Uh, it's probably sweet corn. I sweet mean, corn? It, okay. we eat sweet corn. Okay. You couldn't turn that into popcorn. You could not turn that into popcorn. Again, I guess the shape is an indicator of it. It's it's about the the amount of moisture. Does it look different in the the two kernels? Well, like a kernel of a popcorn is like is a cylinder or not cylinder. It's a um, well, no, it's not. They're fairly similar, but but they're they're slightly different. But yes, it, I mean it, the amount of moisture that's inside of it is is just the right amount for popcorn. Carry on. I'm. I need to look up some things. <laughs> <laughs> so in the 19th century, popping uh, achieved by hand over a stovetop became increasingly popular, and in the nine, uh, 1890s, the invention of the popcorn maker by Charles Kratos created a, a demand for popcorn street carts in on july 16th uh, 1907 our friend orville clarence redenbacher was born and he's really who you know the redenbacher is really what we're kind of focusing on because of the 50th anniversary so a little bit of information on him he grew up on his family's farm and he would a, a lot of times in his free time would sell popcorn from the back of his car um, he would then later go on and attend Purdue University uh, with a degree in agronomy, which I have to throw in there because my dad also was an agronomist. Oh, look at that. Yeah. 
So he began his career by selling fertilizer, but he spent his spare time working on uh, popcorn and and really trying to fine-tune the hybrids. So he was a kind of a geneticist at at some point where he was trying to crossbreed different types of of corn to make the perfect popcorn kernel. And so in 1938, jumping back out to just kind of general popcorn information, Midwest theater owner Glenn W. Dickinson installed popcorn machines in the lobbies of his theaters. And popcorn started actually making more profit than movie, uh, the actual theater tickets were. Sure. Um, and so that really saw the, the boom in the, the popcorn industry. Yeah. Can I, can I stop you for one second before we go too far? Yeah. Um, so do you think Orville was looking at different like look he had he knew all these different types of corns and then he's like one did he invent it sorry if i missed that did he invent popcorn or was he just kind of selling it he was just I selling guess he didn't it. sell it no it, it was it. it was i mean really popcorn was invented you know by the indigenous people sure. well yeah. before got it really records were kept yeah. so you know we were talking you know and you said it was flint years. corn is that correct is what is pop what makes popcorn no that oh. is one of the types of corn oh, popcorn okay. is actually popcorn like that oh. is the breed oh okay interesting yeah sorry go ahead so it, we we saw this kind of initial rise in in the 1930s after this theater boom um when when people started to sell it in in uh, theaters but then in the 1950s the popcorn industry actually saw a slump because of the boom of the television and so people weren't actually leaving their homes and so from the popcorn industry standpoint they needed to figure out a way to market it to people at home well in 1951 over redenbacher and his partner charlie bowman bought the george chester and son uh, seed corn plant and so that's is really when they started to try. Oh, you did not like whatever type of popcorn you just tried. What the heck was that, Brian? <laughs> oh my gosh! There's a familiar flavor. You have to try that. What is that familiar flavor? Oh, oh. It's. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? It's like a lime. That must be it. It's fake lime. Yeah. Yeah. It's fake lime fake. is the worst. Yeah, it's like lime. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah By the way, I, I, as a status check, I've now tried the three. The lime one, which is nasty. Yeah. Um, the first one, which is just air. The second one has kind of a baked-in buttery flavor to me. Um, I would say that's probably my favorite of the three thus far. Okay. All right. Sorry. Continue. Um, <clears throat> so when they bought this uh, George Chester and Son seed corn plant, this is really when they started to hit the ground running with these hybrid strands of popcorn. And in 1965, this is when they actually found the perfect strand of popcorn, or what they deemed the perfect strand of popcorn. So they settled on uh, the title of Red Bow, which was the combination of Redenbacher and uh, Bowman's names. Okay. But 
an advertising company actually told them that they needed to um, change that name up and actually use Orville Redenbacher's full name as their, you know, name of their wow. company. That's a bold, bold move. Yeah. So the product launched to the public in 1969, uh, first regionally. So, so actually, when when I was looking this up, I was I was like debating whether to actually tell you this because regionally it launched in 1969. So there are a few, you know, dates that say 1969, sure. but then nationally it was 1970. So like a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's 1970 when they actually launched." Oh, uh, but 1969 was when they were regionally launching. Yeah. So. I, I felt like it was I okay. I think that, that's fair. Yeah. Iconically, uh, Ovo Redenbacher appeared as himself in commercials for the company, and he really was quoted, you know, a few places quoted him as, like, this visionary and kind of forward thinker for the popcorn industry. And so that's why we're talking about him so exclusively is because he was a big part of this kind of evolution of popcorn. In uh, 1973, Orville Redenbacher actually appeared on the game show uh, Tell the Truth. Do you know that show? The one where they have the three, I guess, statements, people, three okay. people who cannot tell a lie if when they're asked by the these three or four celebrities. Four celebrities try to figure out who actually is telling the correct story. Yeah. But he, he appeared was, on that was game he, show. Was he... Uh, a contestant or was he a celebrity he was a contestant so oh, wow. three guys said oh you know i am orville redenbacher then i am orville redenbacher and oh I am orville. okay nice yeah so in 1976 redenbacher actually sold the company to hunts westman wesson foods and then eventually you know after multiple buyouts uh conagra a massive agricultural company um, that I'm sure you probably have not heard of, or maybe you have, but um, uh, they bought the 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 rights to Orville Redenbacher in 1990. Uh, we kind of take a couple steps back to 1981, and General Mills actually received the first patent to microwave popcorn in 1981. So it's really microwave popcorn has not been around that long. Yeah, I mean the the microwave in general has not been around that long, but the idea of microwave and popcorn and i was shocked that when i said told you oh we don't have an air popper to pop any of these you're like what is an air popper yeah and i cannot believe that you've never heard of what an air popper is i don't i, I it sounds like vaguely familiar but i just i couldn't i couldn't draw you one i couldn't show you a picture of one so like the little it's like a tall canister and then the it blows hot air up into the kernel so you pour the kernels into okay. a little grate and the the air the hot air pushes up into the kernels and then once they pop the kernel like the popcorn comes out the top and oh. like into your little bowl so it's like a true oh like air pop no oil needed yeah no nothing like true okay, so it's supposed to be like healthier mm -hmm. then i guess yeah but that's how i had um uh when i was growing up we would pop corn through our air popper the um in 1983 was when Ola Redenbacher uh, came to the industry or came to the the um, industry with their own self-stable uh, microwave popcorn. So mm -hmm. a couple years after General Mills, 
And then some more uh, Redenbacher stuff in 1992, they came out with Smart Pop, which was the uh, first uh, trans fat free popcorn. Um, and then in September 19, 1995, Over Redenbacher actually died of a heart attack. I find this kind of terrible but interesting that he actually drowned while he was in a jacuzzi because he had a heart attack while in the jacuzzi huh i thought you were gonna say like he drowned in popcorn or something like that no 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 and then in 2007 uh we had orville redenbacher first started to uh, offer their first natural all natural offering with no trans or uh, we already did no trans fats but this was like no additives or anything and then in uh 2011 they came out with their pop-up bowl uh which was basically the uh casing which in which you would microwave your popcorn in could then turn into a bowl um, and you didn't have to use a bowl or pour it out from the bag so nice yeah um I uh, I had to look this up because I believe this is one of our things here, but uh, the Skinny Girl popcorn yep. was – I was shocked to find out today when I grabbed it from, um, from our cabinet, which uh, if you've been listening our Real Housewives episode, Skinny Girl came up um, as Bethany Frankel's brand, um, and she partnered with Orville Redenbacher for her Skinny Girl popcorn, so – I think it's a healthier option. My guess is is that first one that we tried. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, on my front, I will get into some stats. So, um, in general, so uh, this makes a lot of sense per what you were saying where Americans are probably eating most of the popcorn. Uh, so, we consume about 14 billion quarts of popcorn per year, which is about 43 quarts per person per year i don't know how much is a quart in popcorn world is a quart you think that's one bag i don't know how much is in a bag um that's a good question and it's also like were they popped kernels or were they i don't know but regardless uh 43 it seems kind of like a lot i would say like let's say that's 43 bags of popcorn in a year i feel like that's a lot um, but I guess if you pop a bag of popcorn and you're sharing it maybe with someone else, then maybe it over time. I don't know. Anyway. Well, I mean, I would I would say that if you're saying one bag's a quart, you're, when you go to the movie theater, you're probably getting like one and a half. Oh, yeah. You're getting – I mean, those buckets are huge. Like if you get a big one, the yeah. large. Oh, yeah, well, and I mean this, even this that. This one that we have. That, the small the size that you medium. have. Oh, that's the medium? Yeah, this is the medium. I don't know what the truest size is. But um, anyway, so some of the more popular brands are, as we, uh, as you might guess, based off of our topic, is actual, actually Oral Redenbacher. Um, and that is uh, 63.95, um, I believe that's million, but I want to fact check that. Yeah, so it's number of consumers in millions. So it's 63.95 million, followed by Act 2, uh, which is, if you're familiar, is that kind of like movie theater-looking um, 
brand. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, that's at 51.3. So pretty significant drop to the second place. And then behind them is Pop Secret. Then you have just regular store brand. And then you get into Cracker Jack and some of the more niche um, Jiffy Pop, Jolly Time, Smart smart food but they're they're significantly lower i'd be interested to know where you know the i don't even know what brand it is but those those like christmas tin popcorns yes yeah and i would pl- say that probably falls into that niche category niche but uh Cause those are that's a lot of popcorn it is get, a lot of popcorn like, when you get and one they're of, super popular in the holiday time as like gifts for people so i wonder if a lot of people that kind of goes into it but i really wanted to to dig deep into our our movie popcorn here um Orville Redenbacher's has its, its many many styles and 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 tries here but there's some interesting stats so 30 percent of popcorn eat is eaten at the movies which means 70 percent is eaten at home that th- that doesn't surprise me um but I think there's a pretty big difference to the popcorn um that you're getting in I, both I, places. it does a little bit surprise me because I mean, personally, I don't think I've I ever really eat popcorn at home. Yeah, and I, I guess you know we're we're burying the lead a little bit. We we tend to do that, but I'm I'm the same way. Like I I typically don't eat popcorn unless I'm at the movies. Uh, but we usually have it, and sometimes we'll we'll do it for a movie. But yeah, so uh, when you're at the movies, a large popcorn with butter, uh, we get the medium, which is still pretty large. Uh, is about 1,500 calories, which Ow. is equal to about 4.5 cheeseburgers. <laughs> I, uh, that made me sad a little bit uh, because I've eaten my fair share of popcorn. That's probably going to make you eat a little bit more, a little of, bit more the of the plain. Yes, the airy popcorn. But, yeah, it uh, – it, it is not healthy to eat a large popcorn and you know you throw that in with like the candy and the and all of the soda if you go and all that stuff it can it can quickly add up yeah weren't colors. you weren't you the one who combines with some type of chocolate yes. yeah yeah so i'm a big fan of of mixing chocolate with popcorn uh especially at the movie actually almost only at the movie theaters i was introduced to that you know maybe 10 or 15 years ago and i kind of fall in love i don't do it every time i get popcorn but i'm fine with putting you know m&ms reese's pieces any types i'll improvise too like if we don't have any of that i will uh i will bring in like a hershey bar and just break it up and put it in it's, it can get messy but it's worth it so that is weird it's no different than m&ms yeah but m&ms melt in your mouth not yeah. your hand J- true wait correct um but i I think it in some kinds with those situations you may not want to throw it into the popcorn you may just be like you know handful of popcorn a little bit of chocolate you know um mix mix both in highly recommend it um for if you haven't tried it yet i can't remember again maybe we've talked about this we should have had m&ms we should have brought m&ms and had you mix them in and see if you liked it did did have you tried this the cinerama chocolate popcorn yes and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I did want that to come up uh, in our um, in our talk. So there's for those who are not lo- local to the Seattle area, um, there is a um, a movie theater called Cinerama, 
Um, and it's probably not the only one in the world. I'm sure it's not. But they use cocoa powder in their popcorn, and they uh, it's kind of like a chocolatey popcorn. Yeah. I think it smells amazing. I think that it's overrated in taste. Oh wow! Yeah. Hmm. Like I and I like chocolate with popcorn, but I like real chocolate, not cocoa powder with. You know, if that makes sense, it's not it's, bad. It's just I think it's I think just a it's overrated. delicious. Okay, all right, good to know. But yeah, so uh, to dig even deeper into the movie, so I this focuses a little bit on you know behind the scenes with it, but um, I thought that this was um, interesting as the as a f- moviegoer myself who really enjoys popcorn but is frustrated with the prices of things. Um, there was a deep dive. Uh, that the hustle did on this that um, so moviegoers pay the highest premium for popcorn as you know like you go and you get frustrated with that as I do but at most maybe major movie theaters you're looking at around eight dollars for a medium-sized bag of popcorn uh, the one I got today I think was nine uh, for a medium wow. which is crazy yeah um, considering I'm sure like you've got a whole package of popcorn for less than that. Uh, I so I was able to purchase I think it, six six came in one pack and it was three dollars. Yep, there you go. So you can have six servings in essence. Um, you could probably have eighteen servings of popcorn for the price that one popcorn at the movie theater is. Wow, which is wild. It's way too expensive. Um, but the near the average price of a movie ticket is around nine dollars. Um, that obviously varies from from place to place, but basically that's saying that you're probably paying about the same for a uh, medium popcorn as you are for a movie ticket. Um, well, at eleven cups, the average medium sized movie popcorn goes for seventy three cents a cup. By contrast, a hundred and seventy five cup bag of genuine movie theater popcorn can be had on Amazon. For $48.23, so about $0.27 cents, uh, a cup. So in essence, they're marking that up pretty significantly. Uh, when you examine the markup, uh, which is the profit minus the cost on these products, uh, the figures are pretty bad. So it's like seven, it's gross profit. So basically it's pr- gross profit divided by cost of goods sold which is $7.99 divided by $0.90 cents for the cost. Yep. And it's basically a markup of 788% on popcorn. Now, um, when a theater wants to show a film, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to dig into this before we, we judge the theaters too quickly, uh, when a theater wants to show a film, it must agree to pay the distributor a percentage of all of the ticket sales. That percentage is higher during the first few weeks of a film and decreases over time, but generally average out to be about 70%. Their primary goal is to get, which which leads their primary goal because they're not getting much money from the movies themselves. The only way that they're actually making money is really through popcorn. So their primary goal, and, and concessions, but um, is to get as many people through the doors as possible, even if that means breaking even or even losing money on the price of admission. Um, so, in fact, the price of movie ticket hasn't gone up in the as gone up much in the last 90 years. Uh, in 1929, uh, a ticket for a movie was 35 cents today, which it's nine dollars um, right now. So, obviously, that's gone up. But if you adjust for inflation, it's about a hundred and eight percent increase. Oh, um, 
in uh, which is pretty fair. Um, but if you look at the concessions, they've gone significantly up. It's like a thou- It's like ten x. It's like a thousand percent higher than what it was, even in, with inflation uh, tied to that. I do have to say, I don't know the last time I paid nine dollars though for a movie ticket. Well, what do you pay? You say more? Yeah, yeah. I would say closer to twelve. Yeah, and I think I'm. I would say that too. But I also think it probably. You know, if you go down. To Kentucky or CSI. yeah, I mean even it's, yeah, it's Pullman, a national going yeah, back sure. home. Yeah. It's it's but even that I don't know. If, like I would say it's close to nine dollars in Pullman. Sure. So I don't know how you'd wear that break. I, I think it's just parts of the con- certain parts of the country that it's just got to be lower. I've been to or, movies where it's cheap or dollar or dollars dollar, dollar movies yeah movies or I, I mean, think a place in uh, West Seattle actually is pretty cheap. It's really run down, but. Um, I've been there. They before. also do all those like Tuesday matinees yeah. that are like a lot of places do yeah. super cheap on weird hours yeah. where they can't get anybody. Which to go. again, it, if you think about it from a model standpoint, it's uh, very. It makes so much sense. Like just come in. We don't care how much if they if the matinees, especially for older movies, if they're going to replay some of that stuff, it makes a ton of sense for them to come into the door because they're they're making all of their money off of the popcorn. They don't care about the movie. Uh, they want you to come in and buy concessions. But, you know, part of this as well and why prices have increased in a lot of ways is that they want to entice people to come in, but they need when they come in to spend money um, because less than 10% of the U.S. population actually goes to movies compared to 65% in 1930. So hmm. a big shift uh, in movie going. Yep. Um, and those who are attending, typically that 10% are actually going less as well. Um, I consider myself a I wouldn't say avid moviegoer. Like, I'll go to the theater probably every other week or so uh, or every couple weeks. Um, And uh, so I I have my fair share of popcorn. But I was thinking about this, though, and it's a little bit related to popcorn. But I am a 100%, and maybe this is a a friendship test thing that we can get into, um, but I am a sneaker of food into theaters person i don't know if you are nope you're not nope okay is that a hard and fast rule for you um not hard and fast but it's just not something i do okay i don't really if it's not movie popcorn i don't really want to necessarily eat it so so here here's where i will 100 percent agree with you there is that popcorn is un, is not replaceable you have to get popcorn from the theater. Right. But I will sneak in Skittles or M&Ms or, you know, a bottled water or something like that so that I don't have to spend so much on concessions. But I will now saying that and now reading what I, you know, just read, I am now, you know, I'll probably still do it because I'm cheap. But at the same time, I, I will at least feel a little bit worse about it because that's their money maker. Right. It's not the ticket. It's yeah. – you know, I should be, and I do. I will spend money every time I go in because I have a hard and fast rule that you have to eat popcorn in a movie theater. Like that, that's like every I, time, every single time. Oh, um, I often, I mean, it's probably overused, but I say it's un-American to go to a movie theater and not buy popcorn. So, wow, that is my hard so and fast rule. Strong statement. Even if even, we might eat a full meal, full meal, I am so stuffed. 
and we'll still get a small popcorn, pay way too much for it, but I need popcorn during a, a movie theater. It's just something about it. Do you eat your popcorn? I mean, we're getting a little bit too much in fresh tip okay. but when you talk about the popcorn at a movie, do you eat your popcorn like throughout the movie, or is it really Ooh. you eat eat the popcorn during like the you know trailers for the other movies, and then once the movie actually stop starts, popcorn's actually probably on the ground. So, uh, two things to say on that. Uh, one is I am a binge popcorn eater, so I definitely am like hardcore during the previews just like handfuls go 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 until you hit a wall that popcorn wall everybody gets it um it's about two-thirds the way down yep and you're like i cannot eat anymore so you put it on the ground and then probably about halfway through you're like hey there's still popcorn down there i'm gonna try (laughs) a little more even if i don't need it you do that um but yes definitely much more on the heavier side in the front i'll also say i have to admit um, so I had, uh, Brian, you had a lot of these prepackaged ones, and so you were cooking these up. I went to the movie theater, got the popcorn, and walked, for the first time in my life, walked out of the theater <laughs> with a fresh-made popcorn. Like, the guy even said, enjoy your movie. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm not really seeing a movie. So I might be the first person to ever go into a theater buy popcorn and not watch a movie so that we maybe i have to watch a movie later but so that was the first thing and then i have to also admit that holding that in my car like at every stoplight i I ate i had to (laughs) i'm literally smelling fresh movie theater popcorn i i had to take off the top layer it was gonna spill you know sure sure so Uh uh, i did indulge a little bit in that but uh, you know what? We've we've already done a little bit of friendship testing here, but let's make it official and do our our friendship test. We just become best friends. Yep. All right, Justin. So let's let's start by kind of going through our popcorns yes. here. Yes. Yep. Go ahead. So my favorite is is this one over here. Uh, oh. It's got a nice little, um, and I know what it is. So. Yeah. Um. I. I know that i enjoy it but it's got like a sweet flavor to it it's really that sweet and savory taste to it uh by far my favorite so that one was good i could find myself eating a little bit of it but if i'm coming for popcorn i'm not going for the sweet ones i'm not going i i I think i determined i could be wrong that one tastes like um it's lime but it tastes almost like a cereal like a tricks or a fruit loops maybe i don't know if that's the right one for it, but no, no, not at all. I don't get a, a it's like cereal a fake limey flavor. Oh, from um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, see, it's kind of like it's a, a tricks. unique like tricks. You eat it, yeah. I think it's tricks. I yeah. and one of those fruity cereals that it's just like, oh, like that's lime. And when it's mixed together and you're eating cereal, it's fine, but in popcorn form, not a fan. So I've now tried all of them except for the last one, which I've already tried, I guess, because it's the movie theater popcorn. I do want to compare them side by side, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that right now. But while I kind of finish my, well, and we'll have our official rating. Maybe we'll announce at the end of this. Are you saying that's your favorite popcorn? Oh yeah. You, oh okay. So you've announced that. Yeah. I'll I'll leave my announcement till the end um, because I want you to tell me uh, this first question, Brian, which is. What is a better smell, 
There's lots of great smells out there. I could have chosen, we could have chosen a lot of different things, but I'm going to throw out three particular food smells. Fresh popcorn, cooked bacon, or fresh baked cookies. What do you got? Cookies. No, no question. Yeah? Nothing beats fresh baked cookies. Okay. Nothing. All right, all right. That's fair. What would you how would you order it then? What would you put second and third? Ooh. I I think I have to go popcorn next and then bacon. I'm not a huge bacon guy. Oh. To me, bacon is it's a little overrated because it is not very filling. You need to eat more bacon. Well, yeah, you have to eat a lot of bacon to for it to be filling. Well, sure, but you can just increase your quantities, and it's no, but fine. but but in terms of the packaging that you get from the store for for the amount of bacon, how so you, are you? I mean, this is a whole other debate. But are you more of a sausage person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you 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 don't even question it when you go to get breakfast. Nope. You're always ba- or you're always sausage. Yep. Two, two bacon. I'm more of a sixty forty guy. Two or three bacon strips is not enough meat. Uh, I disagree, but apparently <laughs> we you, digress. Yeah, we digress about bacon. Um, for me, I would say these actually are a little bit closer. I will agree on the fresh baked cookies. I will slightly disagree. It's not a landslide, but I would say that cooked bacon is second for me. Um, wow. And then fresh popcorn is third. Now, I do like fresh popcorn. There, um, There's actually someone in our office that uh, cooks popcorn fairly often, and I will smell it, and I'm like, oh, popcorn. Like It's, it's one of the – I would say of every smell, it's probably got to be one of the most distinct smells. Like you – Yeah. And if I, the, if I said like, hey, there's – there's like popcorn you're gonna smell like that's the first thing you think about is i would say like not you know eating it not you know consuming it but it's just smelling popcorn because it's a it's a nice smell yeah but i think it gets old after a little bit and that's why i would put it um it, it almost is like nauseating after like a certain period i would of time. agree yeah yeah it's too much whereas i don't think fresh cookies will get nauseating for for me no so nope. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on on that one so, when you cook your popcorn, how do you cook it? Do you cook it over the stove, in the microwave? Obviously, it sounds like you're not an air pop person because you don't even know what that is. Uh, Actually, it's air pop. No. Um, yeah, for me, it's not even really a debate. It's 100% microwave. I've never used the air pop and stove. I think I've seen someone use it once. I, I don't. I don't, is it homemade if you do it in the stove, or can you just take a bag of popcorn and cook it on the stove? Well, not a microwave bag of popcorn. Oh, okay. Like so the actual, like, I should have brought in the the actual kernels of yeah. popcorn. Oh, okay. They're in the other room. Is that what you used on that weird thing you had? Yeah. What was that thing called? Uh, Turner. It was, it was like a stir, stir, stir. crazy something. Pop, okay. Air, air popcorn. Okay. Interesting. Which was essentially it turned it into kind of a stove popping rather than i was looking for the air popper but they didn't have an air popper so i went with the 
another popcorn maker so that we got something different than the microwave. Yeah. So. Okay. But uh, what, what's your choice? Well, I, I actually prefer like air pop or like some other type of, cause you can kind of control it as opposed to the microwave where it's in the bag and you're like, well, is it done popping? Is it not done popping? It also, they put so much grease and, you know, butter or whatever, you know, oils inside there already that you never really know what's in there as opposed to just straight dumping in the kernels and then you know how much oil is going in and you know what other flavors are going in. Does it work better from a popping standpoint? Like, does it pop more kernels? Pop more kernels? Yes. Okay. It does. Interesting enough, I do have a little bit of a back in in the day for this. All right. 1.21 Now, as you know, and probably listeners are starting to know, my memory is actually pretty terrible. Um, but when we brought up popcorn uh, and Orville Redenbacher being kind of a potential focus for our episode, I actually remembered back um, all the way back in third grade, my uh, best friend and I, uh, shout out to Scott if he's listening, did a report, and all I could remember was that we did a report on popcorn. So it was killing me. It was like a science report. Yeah. What the heck was that on? And so we actually did, and I sorry, I texted him. I was like, you got to help me remember this. Was uh, this mid-podcast? No, this was not mid-podcast. Oh. This, I did this, you know, before beforehand. But I said, you got to help me remember this. What what, what was our thing about? And so our, our study was on how different brands, based off of how much, what the instructions tell you to cook with a microwave yep. um, how many kernels are left in the bag and so we were analyzing and figuring out which bag of popcorn actually gets the most money's worth out of like oh, a typical thing huh. um, the unfortunate thing is that neither of us could remember who actually won yeah. the the thing but it's that it made me think about that as you were talking about like the popping um, scenario of like this version actually works better than the microwave well what's interesting is you had one of these that said four minutes the other ones i believe said a minute to two and a half minutes mm-hmm. and two and a half minutes on none of them were enough i would love uh this is a very side note very much a side note but why do microwaves still have a popcorn button i don't know but but all of them say do not yes, use the no, popcorn exactly button. every Every single brand of popcorn will always say, do not use it. Because they know if you use it, it could be totally not what that popcorn needs. And so I don't understand why they make a popcorn button um, still on microwaves. I think we just bought a microwave. I know we just bought a microwave. And I think there's a popcorn button on there. And I don't understand why. I wonder if, if, if you can uh, – I wonder if that's more based for the kernels. If you were to do kernels and oil into something rather than – cook it that way rather than the microwave but who does that i don't know nobody does that nobody makes homemade popcorn in the microwave you could weird you could i guess yeah so what's your what's your favorite style or flavor i mean we're obviously taste testing some of this stuff but do you have a favorite style of, of popcorn so and because i already proclaimed it as my favorite because it is my favorite, mm. and it's why Did I you purposely buy it. Oh yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, okay. so you knew. Yeah, kettle corn okay. is my favorite. Got it. Popcorn style. Um, and that that chocolate popcorn at 
Cinerama is is up there though. I would definitely it's it doesn't really give kettle corn a run for its money necessarily, but it's it's a good popcorn. In in terms of like just straight regular popcorn, I mean theater popcorn is good, but I'm not like, you know, huge into it. Okay. We got to we got to keep these the same. Oh. Right. What what do you mean we got to keep them the same? We know don't we know all of them? Uh, They're all written on there. Yeah, but I don't remember which one was like if we if we're all out of which one was this? That was your favorite one, obviously, cuz you've eaten all of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll pull this one. Yeah. We know well, that one. So, well, I'm going to start by saying and I guess I'll just kind of lead into what we've tasted today. It's really not even close to me of movie theater popcorn to the rest of these. Um, wow. A good popcorn, one, should be warm, but two, needs to be covered in butter. <laughs> and a little so you're bit of salt. So you're going to eat your four cheeseburgers. I will eat my four cheeseburgers, or at least two of them, because I'll share them with my wife. But uh, it's just, there's something better about it. The f- about even the smell of it, I, I, there's there's so much... I get more excitement when I see a bag of popcorn at the movie theater than I do anywhere else. But with that said, um, I would say my my probably backup, and maybe because I'm choosing this, uh, my backup would be the one that you like, uh, which is that um, the kettle corn. The kettle corn. I do like sweetness ones. Um, so is this is this kettle? Is that what that? No, says? that was this one. Oh, this is kernel. So th- what's kernel? So, so this one was the uh, straight. Like air pop oh. style kernel corn. Okay. So not from the microwave. Was that the first one we tried? Yes, oh, that's that's the one. Tell. That's the one that you say is airy. Because it's literally airy. Yeah. Right. Like you cooked it without any oils. There was a little bit of oil, but but just enough to get it cooked. No like butter added. No nothing added. Mm. Oh, are you gonna tell me that that tricks flavored one was the skinny girl? Yep. Gosh darn it, Alyssa. I should have known. I didn't read what the package said, and she loves lime flavored stuff. And I, I like she'll get the chips and like there's. Is it to say anywhere on there? Is no, there and that's the other thing. That's the other thing is you look at the two Orville Redenbachers. Yeah, there is when you took them when I took them out of the box. Yeah. I actually did not know which one was which because there is no differentiation when it comes to the actual packaging of the individual. Oh popcorn interesting that could be confusing so that's why you probably don't there may have been packaging on there that said sure. it was lime flavored but like you can't tell the difference between these two orville redenbachers <laughs> i was like it's flavored microon does that's a weird flavor and i realized that that's the uh spanish word for microwave or something like that but yeah yeah that that makes sense that that would be what my wife chose um because she loves that stuff but that would be my least favorite by far, I would take your airy popcorn over the okay. the tricks flavored, um, and then the other two are pretty comparable to me. Uh, they're just the regular, original. Is that say original? That's Orville. Oh, Orville. Or- Redenbacher. Orville Redenbacher's versus the Smart Pop. Smart Pop. Okay. So the Orville Redenbacher. Do you want to compare the two? Definitely. Ha- it definitely looks more like movie popcorn because it's it's got a little bit more of that yellow tint to it. Whereas all the rest, all of the other ones ha- are very white and no tint at all to them. 
Weirdly enough, in a quick taste test between the two, I actually, sorry, Orville, I'm going to take Smart Pop. You know what? I, I'm going to say I didn't like the the Orville, you know, I don't, I think it was just the regular original. Yeah. I, I There's a little weird hint of a, t- a flavor to it that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was burnt. I don't think that was right. I don't know. But yeah, I, I didn't love that. It was okay. I still eat it over the tricks version but um the tricks version i i think i <laughs> trick skinny girl trick skinny girl um but yeah but in terms of favorite style um i don't know if this is favorite and i can only eat it in in slightly smaller doses um but there's actually a company called gh creators uh, if you've heard of it they make uh bagged popcorn like they're cold bagged okay. popcorn, yeah, yeah. and they usually mix stuff um so i was very skeptical at first but caramel and cheddar popcorn oh. mixed together no oh it's actually really good so that that reminds me of the tins back it does in the day. yeah it's similar now but i i i would say it's different than the tins and and maybe the tins back in the day if you say back in the day with the tins they've evolved they're they're, they're better now i think the cheddar was terrible in yeah those but tins. you mix the cheddar no, with no. I I actually really like it. No. I was shocked because I was like I at first I was like I'm only going to eat the, you know, one or the other of these, and then I was like, well, let me try them together because the bag is mixed. It's like actually these work really well together. So I wish I had them here. I, I meant to maybe get them, but um, but yeah, that's that would probably be my my favorite. Well, we are over an hour. Oh, well, it's about that time. Yeah, so it's time to do some delusional thinking. All right, Justin. So one of the inevitable things that will come out of this episode is that one of us will get a kernel or shell stuck in our tooth and we'll have to use floss and get it all out or just live with it for a while. Or pick at it for hours and hours. Yeah. So that kind of inspires our delusional thinking this week. So you have two options. You can either... Live with a popcorn constantly stuck in your tooth or live with a rock constantly in your shoe or sock if you're, you know, walking around your house or anything like that. And this is for the end of your your life? Yep. Um, Rest of your life. And, okay, I guess my first question on the kernel front, is it noticeable? Like like you can feel like it? when I smile, can you see the curl? Oh, because oh. I think that might influence. I think it's more bothersome to you than it is noticeable. I always find that my kernels end up in the like the back of my. Let's say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a compromise. It's slightly noticeable, not not enough to be like, dude, you got something in your every time you smile. Yeah, but. Just ever so slightly that if you're smiling a lot, someone might notice. Like kind of corner tooth. Yeah, sure. So that's where it is. Rocking your shoe. Does it stay in the same spot or is it always moving around? Always moving around. Oh, okay. I don't know what's worse. And there's there may be times where in your sock it may get to a point where you don't feel it. Mm. But it's always there. So you, you know when you stand up, yeah. it's rocking around. Oh, I think I would. Um, I think my my initial gut 
is that I would go, oh, it's actually, but we both thought of this together and we each brought one piece of the equation. And I don't know, I don't which, know which one, one is worse. No. Um, I think the rock I could maybe get used to, and it's more of a personal, like, just grind it out kind of thing. I sit a lot, so, but I also walk a fair amount. And you could still feel it when you're seated. Oh, that's a good point. Like I would, like you could maybe, you could maybe move it around where it's not as uncomfortable. But man, when I have something stuck in my my mouth, like a kernel, I will, I can't focus on anything. Like I'm just 100 percent focused on getting it out. Aren't you 100 percent focused on getting a rock out of your shoe? Sometimes. I would say I'm 90% focused on it, but like you said, every once in a while, that rolls to your toes where there's a little more air, and that rock, you know, it's just a little pebble. I'd still know it was there, though. Does it hurt? Like, is it a rounded rock, I feel or like, is it a, I feel a, like a jagged I, rock? I feel like I imagine a little, like, a kind of jagged, mm. like a little, a little prick every mm. time. Sure. Um... I mean, it's going to be annoying, but I my gut's saying I should go the rock way because wow. I I think just a kernel in my mouth is just going to drive me insane. Like, like I can't I can't go more. If I don't know about it, that's one thing. But if I know it's there, I'm going to go on to be under the assumption that it's like, man, it's always there. I'm going to be like playing with it, like with my tongue and just trying to get it out. And do you have a retainer? I've never had a retainer. I wonder if that would uh, affect your uh, – not that I have either, but I wonder if that would affect your thought process here. Yeah, it could. Because I am 100% going with the kernel. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know – when we started this, I did not know, but I ha- just had this thought. The kernel is not moving, so I can get used to the fact that it, it will always be in one spot. The rock moving around means that all parts of my foot will be impacted – not just one singular area that I'm gonna have to just kind of almost go numb to, whereas the kernel would be not much different than if I had like a growth on my in, in in the inside of my mouth or like a weird you know I burn the top of my tongue or burn the roof of my mouth and kind of get that weird little sensation for a little while. Yeah. At a, at some point I kind of just get used to it, so I feel like I could get the most used to. A kernel just being in one place in my mouth. I'm okay with it showing a little bit, and I'm going to live with it. Yeah, and that's fair. I think the 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 way I see it though is that it will. It is a bigger mental challenge. I mean, you you like you said, you get you you try to get used to it. Kind of, it's like just a part of that. But you always know it's there, and it's always there. And I think there has to be a part of you. That is like, I think I can get it. I think I can get it out. And it's not because that has to be it. If it's a kernel, you have to feel like you can almost get it out. Now, you may get to a point where like, Ugh. like I get that way sometimes with with something that's stuck in my tooth and I'm like, maybe I'm at work and I don't have the proper stuff to get it out. Just leave it. Yeah. Just leave it. But all day I'm fidgeting with it, like just in case I can get it. And I think that's where it, it's a bigger mental hurdle to get over the kernel in your mouth over the the 
the foot thing is I think I would move my foot around all the time to try to find it and get it to that place where it, it isn't on my foot it's mm. in the, the part of my sock or, or shoe that and so I would maybe. fidget with it until that point anyways maybe I don't know. I, I, we maybe we agree to disagree, but maybe we should do a uh, a test of this one day for we'll the, spend, the recording of our podcast. We'll yeah. reco- record we'll, with a kernel, kernel in our stuck tube. in her mouth. I don't know how we'll force that. Yeah. Uh, the one time we'll try to force it, it won't happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, rocking the shoe. See what how that bothers us. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of popcorn to eat. Yeah. This will be maybe our dinner because this is a lot. Yeah. Um, but uh, but this was fun. I mean, we're 50 down, Brian. 50. That's like 50 hours plus of our lives dedicated towards you fans and ours. You know, we're doing this for ourselves, too. Yeah. Um, but hopefully you guys enjoy it. We did have another life. another uh, trivia question that yeah. was part of the, the Disney episode. It feels so. like there's something new every single time. Um, but if this is your if this was your first time listening or one of your first times or even you've listened to every one of our 50 episodes because I know some of you are out there too um, you know let us know what you think about this one or any other episodes rate us on on Apple podcasts uh, follow us on on uh, Apple Google Spotify anywhere you can get your podcast we're there we appreciate any type of feedback and suggestions too we're 50 in but we got a million other topics that we could do. Um, so if there's something that fascinates you and you want to hear us deep dive into it, we're always willing to. Yeah. And uh, take some of that tricks popcorn back to Alyssa and make sure. Oh, yeah. I, I might just throw it in the trash. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> she's got enough at home. Okay. Until next time on the Quest for 100. Okay.